Welcome to the Real Estate Woman's Podcast. Thanks for pulling up a chair to our roundtable discussion. Here, we'll teach you how you can create a stream of passive income through multifamily investing, and we'll help you to shift your mindset so you can start living the life you really want to be living by design today. Hello and welcome. We are the Real Estate Women. I'm Candy. I'm Colleen. I'm Tamara. And I'm Crystal. Welcome to the Passive Investing Podcast. In today's episode, we want to touch a little bit about how investing in multifamily real estate can really change a person's life. Uh, Passive investment in real estate can be the perfect starting point um, to your goals of financial freedom for really whatever that may look like for you. And we thought, what better person to help chat with us about that other than Jennifer Barner for this episode. So uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you so much. I am honored to be on today's podcast and excited to be talking about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So thank you for having me. So uh, before we get started, though, I'm going to go ahead and introduce a little bit about Jennifer here. Uh, Jennifer started her real estate career in November of 2015 when she leveraged her IRA to purchase and rehab five properties and wholesale and flip six others. Jennifer attributes much of her early success to her focus and the hiring of a business coach, which has led her to acquiring a substantial real estate portfolio and has given her family some financial freedom. Her early success created a desire to scale into larger projects and coach others into gaining financial freedom. She believes in changing communities one door at a time and has helped others change their lives by investing in real estate. To date, she has rehabbed 43 properties. She's a general partner of 477 doors with another 217 under contract in the Southeast. So Jennifer, before investing in real estate, what did you do? Before real estate, I was um, raising our four children So I left corporate America when I had my first, well, when I had my second child and realized I can't find childcare and realized that there's probably nobody better suited to raise my kids than myself. And so thankfully my husband had a good job that allowed me to have the luxury to stay at home and raise our children. So for the last 20 years, I have been raising our four children. And so I'm happy to announce that my daughter, my firstborn daughter, has married, and she's now out of the house. My second one is engaged. My third one just graduated from the University of Arkansas, and my fourth one is about to graduate from the University of Arkansas as well. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, very exciting. So, yeah, so what what led you into real estate? Why, Why real estate? Well, so I do have a degree in finance. And when the stock market crashed in 2008, it became very frustrating that our financial advisor never put any stops in to protect our nest egg. So we lost 50% of our nest egg. And I realized at that moment, nobody will take better care of our finances Mm. than ourselves. So I took our finances back over and I thought to myself that, I needed to figure out what is another another vehicle that would allow us to build our nest way, nest egg back up and be able to allow my husband to retire earlier than 65 if he desired um, and just give us more options in life. I, I could see very clearly that although we were saving in a 529 
education plan, it would never mm -hmm. be enough to cover our four children. And from mm -hmm. that, um, I, I was very blessed that I had a friend invite me to a rich dad conference. And at the moment, she had no earthly idea what rich dad was even about. She just, her husband signed her up and he couldn't go at the last minute. So she called me and asked me if I would go. And I said, well, I don't have anything going on this afternoon. My kids are still in school, so I'll go with you. And as soon as they mentioned cash flow and passive That's income amazing. and mailbox money, I, I was sold. And so I went home from that conference. My girlfriend did not sign up. I did. And I signed my husband and I up for a three-day conference at the Rich Dad event. And from there forward, I, I was sold. I said, this is, this is our vehicle. And this is what we're going to use to get financially free. And so I, I say that because so many people have kids. And the rising costs of education expenses are astronomical. Compared to my mm -hmm. first daughter that went through college and my last son is almost mm -hmm. triple. It is almost triple. And, wow. and because of that, and that's in seven years, I had them all within seven years. So that just shows you the burden that is, you know, placed on families these days. And real estate has provided our kids to go through college debt-free with no expenses and to come out on the other side and be able to start life without, you know, a, a you know, a backpack of debt on their, their back. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, when you, <laughs> when you. you talk about learning about uh, the real estate, when you were at that um, convention, was that in regards to single family? Was that multifamily? What, what genre were they just talking real estate in general? Well, they originally said, you know, and the woman that was standing before us, she said, listen, you could drop me in any city and I can make money immediately because I have the knowledge and education of real estate. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's pretty bold mm -hmm. to be able to say you could just be dropped off in, in any city anywhere and start <laughs> making money. But she was really talking about the single family home or you could wholesale. I mean, so, you know, they talked about wholesaling, single family, flipping properties all the way to commercial. But, you know, when you're a brand new investor, you can't think even about commercial when you haven't even done a single family home. Exactly. You know, yeah. so I, I think there's so much value in just getting a house under your belt and understanding what that that process is like. And that first mm -hmm. pro that first home I ever bought was so intimidating. It just, it, it rattled me. I, I was scared to death. I had sweaty palms and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not doing what our financial advisor did, which is, you know, I didn't want to lose our money. I, you know, so it's right. so important to educate yourself and make sure you have all the knowledge and, and you know, the worst case scenarios, right? I always say, mm -hmm. know all the worst case scenarios before you go in and can you stomach the worst case? And if you can, then you proceed forward you know, with just knowing, okay, here's the upside, here's the potential downside. Mm -hmm. So Candace, to your yes. question, um, they, they gave you a broad general overview of real estate, but the mm -hmm. goal was to sign us all up on their <laughs> two year plan. And of course I got it, you know, but I, you know, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I didn't realize there were free resources out there at the time, like bigger pockets, never even heard of it. You know, yeah. I, I was brand new.
So here somebody was offering me the ability to pay for an education or I could go out there and fumble my way and lose money. So this opportunity over here just made more sense. Yeah. And I definitely think it's so important to remember that investing in yourself and investing in your education, even if it's not your typical, you know, university or college, getting the education somewhere else, of course, always be mindful of where you're, where the um, information is coming from. But I think it's so important to never stop learning, to always be there and ready to listen and take something in. So I think that's awesome. And what amazing luck. I mean, you must be so thankful for your girlfriend who offered you that ticket. What a game changer that was. It, it was indeed. So you've touched upon, um, it, it sounds like uh, financial freedom too is, is really, it's surrounded about your children not having that um, burden of the, the student debt on their back. So um, could you elaborate like what else, what else that means to you and how um, real estate has really um, aided to that? Yeah. You know, I remember early on when our kids were young, my husband, he hit a, a few times in his career where he was really burnt out, which I get. I mean, mm -hmm. I can only imagine how easy that is to feel that that burden as a sole provider um, mm -hmm. and not really have any options. And so he, he came to me and he said, you know, I really need to have four vacations a year or I, I don't know that I can go the distance. And I thought to myself, are you kidding me? How in the world are we, we have a family of six, gonna take four vacations a year. I mean, that's just, that's just not feasible, right? So I just right. kind of brushed it under the rug, and but I did file it away and I thought, okay, how could we one day create the life? So I started to visualize, okay, what does that look like? how could we get to four vacations a year? And so the beautiful thing about real estate is if you, you know, if you write down your goals and if you keep working towards those, you can get there. And so it's been such a blessing and a reward to show my family and our kids, look at all these things that, you know, mom was writing down and goals that I had and now we've been able to check these off one by one and being able to take vacations when we want with whomever we want, how we want to do those and has really become a luxury. So when you're talking about freedom, for me, it was being able to give my husband that ability to take mm -hmm. trips when he needed um, and just give him a, an outlet. Right. But it's been become way more than that for all sure. of our family. Now we're, we're dreaming bigger. I mean, I always joke, my financial advisor, the very first one we ever had, he said, Jennifer, what do you want in life? And this is how narrow and small thinking I was. I said, I just want two pear trees in my backyard. Oh. That was my answer. <laughs> I, I, I never could think, I mean, we did, I came from a, um, parents that were raised in the great depression. They had nothing. And so for growing up, it, it was always, Jennifer, do you need that? If you don't need it, we're not buying it. So for me, financial freedom is the ability not to have to say, do you really need that? You know, that's what financial freedom is to me, is being able to say, you know what? We, we can afford to you, for you to have a pack of gum or whatever it is, right? And so um, 
real estate has just really blessed our lives in so many ways. It's just, it's been life changing, truly. And I can definitely, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I love the fact that you, well, first of all, I want to commend you on breaking that. If you think about it, it's a, it's a generational chain that holds us in our financial positions and congratulations for the courage to, to rethink that not dismiss it, acknowledge it, mm-hmm. but say, I don't have to live that way anymore. I break that chain yeah. and look what you've done for your family. So congratulations mm-hmm. on that. That's, that's, a, uh, that's a very large undertaking. I just mm-hmm. want to do that. And also it, what I hear you talking about is that, and we don't realize it until we know it, that a, a lot of times we're just living life by default. We're not planning. And you talked mm-hmm. about financial freedom and you talked about if, if I, if I, how would that look to, to have four vacations? You know, when you see the end goal, you can make your steps, take your steps backwards. Well, what can I do to get there and take those baby steps? So you didn't get your four vacations that the, that year, it sounds like from you right. with your husband, but now you're there. And that because you kept that goal in mind and then you just pivot and redirect and rethink and have basically, if you think about it, I, I don't like the word strategy, but it's used a lot in our, in our field. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like an exit strategy, how I'm going to exit the way that I live my life now to begin the new life that I would like to live. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. And you're right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And I would definitely say I noticed a lot of Robert Kiyosaki, you know, the rich dad, um, thoughts in the way you were saying that, like when your husband said the four vacations, like, yes, you may have filed it away right away, but you immediately thought, not, I can't afford it, but how can I afford it? And that's very much like the rich dad way. You never say, no, I can't, but it's about how, how can I make it happen? What can I do to get there? And that is so awesome. That says a lot to your mindset that you were never defeated by the fact that you couldn't do it right away, but uh, ready to see how to make it happen. So that is that is awesome. And I, I will say another thing that it seems you're um, definitely doing is, um, you know, helping others find their financial freedom and reach that goals for them. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you like to do to help others kind of get started and uh, create their goal and their path to financial freedom? Yeah, so I started my own coaching program a couple years ago with the intent of helping others get freedom for themselves as well. And um, subsequently, I've also become a, a coach for another mentor that is well and you know near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's really important to be able to give back and share the lessons we've learned. Um, you know, I've also started a meetup um, years ago and I, I, I try to just pour into anybody that asks, you know, with no expectations that they're going to sign up for a coaching program. It's really to say, Hey, there are other options in life. If you feel like you're really strapped, then maybe real estate is an, an option for you. And let's talk through some of those options and figure out which one may be best for you and your family. You, you know, you talk about, um, starting your coaching and spreading kind of, you know, to help spread the word. I mean, that, that's how this podcast came about yep. is that particularly yep. for myself walking along and, you know, even on the dog walks on the beach, you know, people I've never met before asked me what I do. And then I start explaining, you know, investing in multifamily. They, well, they just look at me 
and they're like their heads kind of turn like the dogs do when they like hear it down that they don't know. And it really surprised me how few people really know that this is available to ordinary people like ourselves. Because you know, we, we think of this as being very large corporation um that you you can't touch it's like an entity that no one even though it's run by people it's just like this large entity that's not that is just so distant and in fact when you actually learn more about it it's just a group you know a group of people like ourselves that run that corporation that makes it possible for ordinary people to invest in um and i love the fact of thinking about um you know for myself and i also uh, people that out there listening that have their first homes, that is your stepping stone. That is a, that is, if, if you learn about how you can leverage what you already have and leverage referring to, you could get a line of credit, you can get uh, remortgage the house and get cash back. There's many scenarios in that and educate yourself on that to then be able to take that and invest that and have your money growing for you twice. And that's like the, to be able to get that financial freedom. Can you share a little bit of like some, maybe some high and lows that you had in, in um, whether it be in passive investing or in just in real estate in general, so that people have a sense of like, when you talk about, you know, what you're willing to endure, what some of those things may be, because people that may not necessarily have real estate to shit, they don't have that experience, so they don't know. Yeah. So uh, you brought up uh, several points that I could share. Um, but to your point, leveraging your existing home is huge. And I never knew about that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think about how many people go to college and they get a business degree or get a realist or excuse me, a finance degree. I never learned anything about real estate, which is mind boggling, right? To think that they never even tap on that or even expose you a little bit to it. So it was very, very a new concept when I went to the Rich Dad program and they explained that you could get a heat lock, which is a home equity line of credit on your home. So I went to my local bank and I asked him if I could pull a line of credit on my home. And so what they do is they look at how much equity do you have in the home and then they'll give you up to 60% in a lot of cases. Now, I don't know with the market the way it is today, if that's still mm-hmm. the case. So you obviously want to check with your local banker and see what kind of yeah. line of credit they'll give you. But think about being able to take 60% of your money and then go apply that and buy a new home or go buy a home and rehab it and then sell it. And then you return your money, your home equity line of credit back. But then you've created this profit for yourself. And so mm-hmm. now you, you you leverage your home equity line of credit and your profit and you go do it again. And then you pay yourself back and your profit just continues to get a little bit more and you're just building up the pot over here so that one day you can go invest it in a multifamily asset like you're talking about, Candace. And now you're getting distributions off mm-hmm. of that asset that you've invested in. And that's so that's what I did. Now, there were some times where... You know, the assets didn't make as much money and or I can tell you um, some of the problems I ended up with is I used my IRA to buy several homes. Well, the goal was I was going to buy them outright with cash and then I was going to pull out the equity on them and then rinse Mm -hmm. and repeat. Well, I bought homes that were too old. They were 19. They were 1900 to 1930 homes. 
And so when they were in the inner city and it was an area that was really um, up and coming. And I thought this is a great time to get into this, this market, this particular sub market. And unfortunately they were either too old or they were too small. So I had homes that were 870 square feet, 890 square feet, and the cutoff is 900 square feet. So I have five homes that are purchased outright that I can't pull the money back out. The only way to get my money out of them is to sell them. But they're in such appreciating areas that, you know, they paid for themselves, you know, from the renters and the appreciation mm-hmm. that I'm sitting golden and they're just going to become a legacy for my family. But I would be able to pull the equity. I mean, if mm-hmm. I could be able to pull the equity out of those and then go buy more homes, I would just be that much further along. Mm-hmm. So those are some examples of something that I would caution, you know, when you're using your IRA to purchase anything, kind of know that there's limits. Um, because there's only one banker that will actually partner with IRAs. So you need to know who they are in your state and then find out the rules before you go buy an asset using your IRA. Um, but as far as the home equity line of credit, it's such a beautiful tool. Now, when you're going to a down market like we are, you just need to be extra careful because what if the home doesn't sell? Mm-hmm. Now you've got this home equity line of credit and you're paying interest on this. And now Mm -hmm. you've got this property. Now the hope is that you could burr out of it. So you could put a a loan on it and get your money, most of it back out. But, Mm -hmm. you know, again, before you're buying anything in this kind of a market, you want to make sure you run through all of those strategies and make sure you know what the rent is in that home before you buy it and what you could burr, you know, what you could refinance out of it at. I mean, go through all of those scenarios to make sure you don't put yourself in a very crippling position. So that that would be my my advice for people. Yeah, that's that's good advice to always have a plan A, B, and C. So that <laughs> that's definitely of a huge value. One little tidbit and, I wanted um, to add into that before. Um, I'm sorry, Crystal, to interrupt you again. No, it's fine. Um, the and in all of that, when you're researching and when you're doing that type of um, deep dive to see if the HELOC is a, something that works for you and all of that, always talk to people that whether if there are people around you that have never done this before, don't talk to them for advice because they don't know. <laughs> Would you go to, can you go to, you know, a banker to ask them how to pour the foundation for your house? No, you go and right. you talk to a mason that, or someone that's licensed to do that. Um, people are always very willing to give, particularly I find with real estate, very willing to give free advice that have never done it before. So you, if you, if you don't know how to do these strategies, if you don't know how to think about it, go to local meetups, just type in the meetup.com and you can find real estate Mm -hmm. and you can find in your local area, whether it's virtual, in person, find people who've done it and they will, I mean, look at us. We love talking about real estate. People more than willing to share you their ups and their downs and all of that. So I just wanted to add that little bit in there because you're not alone if you're out there listening and you really want to do it, but you've never done it before. You are surrounded now that you know it exists. You just look for it and there it'll, everything will blossom right in front of you. I'm sorry, Crystal, go ahead. No, it's fine. That's a great point because a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole reason we started this, a lot of people don't know where to look and where to get the information. So that's, that's a great point. 
Um, what I was going to mention was something that you had mentioned, Jennifer, like you were buying and kind of buying, um, kind of going to that burr strategy to kind of build up that nest egg for you. And then at what point would you kind of, um, if you were to give advice to somebody that was maybe starting to have that small nest egg um, and they wanted to grow it, but they were really more looking for that passive income. Um, a lot of our listeners may be people like busy professionals that don't necessarily have the time and available freedom. But at what point would you say like that nest egg is ready to go into something like a passive investment in multifamily real estate? Or would you kind of advise growing a little more? What would your advice be kind of on that section? Like when is a good time to invest passively? Yeah, that is a great question. And I think um, so my daughter, she bought a duplex and uh, she saved up money and put 3% down, used her FHA loan and bought a duplex. Yep. And then when her husband or when her fiance proposed to her, I said, well, you've got to buy a duplex too before you buy, you know, marry my wife. <laughs> or, wait, marry my That's daughter. exactly what marry my husband my and I did. <laughs> yes. yes Literally like. So, so he, great strategy. Yeah. So he went and bought yeah. one. And then those, two of those doors though, were just crippling them because they were very yeah. time intensive. And so I can tell you four was enough doors and it was just two duplexes. Mm -hmm. um, I nice. think as long as you get a door under your belt and you know what, if you're a busy professional, I don't mm -hmm. think you need to go into single family, but I think you do need to be, have some level of education education, yeah. and, it, and, um, and some kind of rapport with whoever your uh, sponsor is or whoever the mm -hmm. syndicator is to make mm -hmm. sure you trust them and that you feel like confident that they know what they're doing before you go mm -hmm. invest with them. But I don't think as a, a, a busy, um, you know, a W2 employee, I don't think they ever have to really go into single family. Mm -hmm. If they're looking for a, a place to preserve their capital and to grow it and to create net, net wealth for themselves, I think moving straight over to multifamily is it's a perfect time. There's no better time than now. Because of rising, yeah, yeah. When interest rates rise, uh, rents rise, and so this is a perfect time to get in. Mm -hmm. I just want to interject for those listening that have not really heard sponsor and syndication and what that has to do with real estate. Mm -hmm. That those are just members of the team of the corporation, basically that owns that multifamily mm -hmm. that you'll be talking with, like like us, like sitting in a room with us on a Zoom call or mm -hmm. just maybe in person. So that's that's those are just positions, and the, the syndicator is a person that is that brings you as an investor to the deal. So just to break that down a little bit, yes. I, I absolutely love though that you had your daughter's fiance go out and purchase that other multifamily. You know, utilize that three point five percent down. That is so great, so awesome. I love that, and I'm glad to hear that he was obviously on board. Yeah. Thankfully, he, he was on board as well. <laughs> nice. Now, have, have all of your children kind of begun and dabbled a little bit here and there in real estate, obviously seeing your success or have some kind of gone through their own path or just maybe passively invest? Yeah. So my firstborn has um, also been passively investing in our assets. And my thirdborn, my son just awesome. joined me in the business. So he just okay. uh, did his first flip and listed it on the market last week and has a buyer. So really excited because we really didn't know going into this market, especially uh -huh. 
around the holidays, it always tends yes. to dip. Um, but the fact is there's still buyers out there looking for mm-hmm. good homes. And yeah. so, you know, this was, now we haven't closed yet. So, oh, right. you know, we still have a month, yeah. but, but hopefully they'll still be able to get to closing and this will be a, a happy story to report. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. I'm really excited that my son is joining me. It, it's a really something I've always dreamt of. And um, ever since I started That's building awesome. this business, I've, I've been telling my kids for years that I'm building this company that one day I hope one of you will take over and you can continue it. And this will be your your legacy. You know, this is what we're giving to you. So and so my third born has stepped up and he's helping me now. Oh, my God. That's so great. That's yeah. so exciting. So great. That's awesome. True generational wealth. Truly. <laughs> so Jennifer, if our listeners want to learn more about you, um, how would they reach you? They can, uh, they can reach out to me to my, at my email. It's Jennifer at lighthouse dash ventures. And that's plural with an S.com. Uh, they can always text me as well. I don't mind giving out my, my mobile number. It's 913. 913- Four eight one eight two two one. Awesome. So um, to add a little bit of fun, um, we like to end um, each podcast where we have a thought-provoking um, quote of the day, and we have three cards. I have three cards here, one through three, for you to pick which whichever number comes to mind. <laughs> oh, let's go with number three. Number three. Okay. So it costs nothing to think bigger than you are, but costs a fortune to think less of yourself. And that's by Ollie Daniel. So we're going deep, I guess, on that that one. (laughs) So I love that. Awesome. So could you elaborate on like, how how does that, like, how do you think this applies to like what we're talking about here today? Will you read it back to me one more time? Sure. I had a feeling you might say that. So it costs nothing to think bigger than you are, but costs a fortune to think less of yourself. I love that quote. Um, I think every time we allow opportunities go by, that we're saying to ourselves that we're not capable and Mm. we are so capable of taking on much bigger things than we ever dreamed dreamt possible um and you know we've always we've all heard the saying that comfort um or growth comes outside your comfort zone right Mm -hmm. every time we choose not to get outside of our comfort zone we're saying that we're not capable and um, and we lower our own self confidence, and I just think that um, we should each try to get uncomfortable every day. Tr- you know, put yourself mm-hmm. out there because that's where growth happens. And every day we should be challenging ourselves and believing mm-hmm. in ourselves, and we'll strengthen that muscle of I can, and I'm worth it, right? So change the yeah. little voice. Yep. That little voice that's within all of our, in between our ears and, and change the thought process and then you'll change your life. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a definitely an awesome view on that quote. I really like that. 
And I, I love the, the advice of getting out of mm-hmm. your comfort zone. Get a little uncomfortable every day. I mean, I'm going to yeah. give myself a sticky note. I'm getting uncomfortable today. I really exactly. like Because uh, even with that, about funny, the comfort, think, you think bigger, like that you need to be like at an event or somewhere or like at a conference instead of like every single day, you could apply that to your life. And that's so that's awesome advice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think especially in this this space too of multifamily, it's so easy to let yourself think that you just can't do it, right? Because these are, we're, we're talking millions of dollars sometimes and, and you're just like, how is that possible? Right. But it really is and it's all about your mindset and how you think about it and, and what you perceive things to be and what you allow yourself to think you can do. If you don't think you can do it, you're not going to do it. Yep. So true. When I think about it too, it's is like comfort. Um, this is very comforting. I like to think of food when I think of comfort. <laughs> and food comfort, you know, it's like, oh, I don't like chewing on it, having a piece of sand and something I'm chewing on. That's uncomfortable. But when you think about your comfort zone and taking action, um, it, it can't be, it, it's where brains are naturally, you know, fear is, is just wired into our brain. And what we have to realize is that we have to identify the feeling of fear and break that down a little bit to understand the discomfort is, is that we don't know. And because we don't know, that's what makes the discomfort. It's not that it's a fearful thing, like a dinosaur at the door that you have to run from and say, no, just run between its legs and you'll be okay. It's not that kind of fear. It's just, I've never done this before. I don't know the outcome. Therefore, I can take baby steps and not just dive into the deep end and think I'm going to learn how to swim. Some maybe do and some can. I'm not necessarily that kind of a risk taker, but definitely I'm a risk taker. And it takes like, I don't know. Let me educate myself so that I can take those steps. And putting all of those little tiny pieces together is what makes that change. And I, and I, I hear you have that action of this quote in your life by just contemplating how could we do four vacations? What would that look like? It's, mm-hmm. it's not that you're leaping in and making four reservations somewhere, putting yourself <laughs> in financial risk. It's right. the thought, how can I, what would that look like? And then the path literally begins to unfold. Um, and I think you showed that throughout this entire interview, how you even got into real estate, thinking about you just, you were thinking about your planning your future for your family. Like, what could we do? And the phone rings and your friend is telling you about this rich dad, poor dad convention, mm-hmm. which is just like the thought. And then you have the doors start to open. You just have to be open enough and have your eyes open to see those opportunities. So, wow. This has been so amazing, Jennifer. Thank you so yeah. much. It's just exciting. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I, I can yeah. I share one more thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I recently signed up for this Brainathon and it's neuro, it's neuro, uh, I'm describing it wrong, but it's to help you identify your limiting beliefs within you. And so one of the, they're called inner size. You listen to it every day. It's a meditation. It's going into your subconscious. And the very first one that I ever listened to, it was talking about you're in a desert and you're crossing it. And all of a sudden you realize you have no water bottles. You have nothing left. And you're, you're wondering why you even decided to walk to the next town because your car ran out of gas. Why didn't you go backwards? 
to the previous town. And so you're doubting yourself and all of a sudden you trip over a cactus and it sticks you in the finger and you start bleeding and you're like, oh my goodness. And then it, it dawns on you, cactus have water in them. So you mm. cut open the cactus and mm. you, you know, quench your thirst. And then you realize to yourself, how many cactus have I tripped over? How many have I went around on my way to my destiny? Wow. And so it's then mm. that you think, wait a minute. And you look back and you realize, look at all those opportunities I had behind me that I passed by. And look at all of them in front of me that I still have in front of me. And mm -hmm. so it's really to realize that we have opportunities all around us every day. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to get uncomfortable and ask for help or to make a phone call to a bank or get the courage mm -hmm. up to call somebody more successful and make yourself a little vulnerable, you know, be mm -hmm. humble. But it's okay to reach up because I can tell you people that are up, they love helping people. They don't want to see you stuck down at the bottom of the barrel. They want to help you get up and see the freedom and life that exists above where you're standing today. So anyway, it, it's Thank just you. been, it's been well, mind boggling to hear that example. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. That is really great. That, that is so good because you think like, oh my gosh, could things possibly get any worse? I'm stuck, I'm bleeding, but really having the mindset of looking at things differently, which is, you know, very much like relates to that quote, the cost, it could cost you mm -hmm. a fortune to not think bigger. So that's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That is so great. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Jennifer, we have run out of time. Um, this has been fantastic. And thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. I hope you all got just as much out of this as, as, as I did. And, um, and I just want to say, if you want to learn more, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, or visit us at therealestatewomen.com. And again, thank you so much, Jennifer, for uh, empowering us all. Yes. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. I had such thank a blast. You. It's been awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> Until so next time. Bye-bye. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only. We are not licensed professionals and do not give investment advice, tax advice, or other professional advice. Please consult a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.